the Defense Department's new replicator initiative can't wind up being just a one-time push to scale in technology and bridge the valley of death. Instead, it needs to be the new model for DoD. Georgetown University's Center for Security and Emerging Technology recently had a panel on DoD's replicator program. Experts say the program needs to balance short- and long-term goals to really be successful or risk miss- missing the mark. Federal News Network's Kirsten Eric is here with some details. Hey, Kirsten. Hello. So this is a relatively new initiative on DOD's part. A lot of people may not have heard of it. Why don't you bring us up to speed on exactly what it is and why it's important? Yeah, so the Replicator Initiative was announced in August, and it aims to scale small, cheap, attritable drones in 18 to 24 months. So since we're about three months in, that would be the next 15 to 21 months. The department aims to have at least 2,000 drones, and the goal of Replicator is to put pressure on China and compete with its mass. And by mass, they kind of mean like the sheer quantity of the drones and other things that China has. The Deputy Secretary of Defense, Kathleen Hicks, recently said the department would choose which programs will be part of Replicator in the next few weeks. There was a congressional hearing in October, and during that, witnesses were pointing to the lessons the U.S. could learn from Ukraine with its use of drones to help to help apply to Replicator. And Replicator is important because it's trying to scale technology quickly, which can be challenging for the government. Going back to that congressional hearing, the general consensus between you know House representatives and industry witnesses is that the timeline is tight and ambitious, so DOD will need to work quickly to accomplish its goals. And the witnesses agree that Ukraine is a good example of what can be done when quickly deploying commercial drones and other technologies, but they question Replicator's ability to copy the success in part because of red tape. So, you know, that kind of segues into what uh, Georgetown's Center for Security and Emerging Technology, you know, experts were saying in terms of how we'll determine if Replicator is successful. Yeah, let's talk about that a bit. I mean, based on what you heard from these experts, what does that short-term and long-term success look like? Yeah, in the short run, it needs to accomplish its goal of scaling cheap drones quickly. And in the long run, DOD should be able to use this as a model for either newer drone, newer versions of drones or to help leverage industry and quickly scale other technologies. At Georgetown University's Center for Security and Emerging Technology panel um, on the program, Lauren Kahn, a senior research analyst, says balancing these two successes will be important. Technically, a success at the end of this, at the end of the 18 to 24 months, will be if the DOD has at least 2,000 autonomous, attributable, relatively cheap systems, right? And we can see clearly see that. But what it will it actually be a success will be whether they can, no pun intended, well, actually pun intended, replicate this system again elsewhere to use it for other systems and to go beyond that, again, to regularly overcome this kind of valley of death that's so often spoken about to make sure that the DOD can actually access all of the resources that are available to it and that it can do so readily, more easily, more widely, and then again, translate those lessons learned across the department in a way that's a little bit more cohesive. And again, Kirsten, leaning back on those experts, any specific ideas on on how they can achieve both these long-term and short-term successes? One way is through sending a steady demand signal to the defense industrial base, which will help industry invest, innovate, and produce. Jarrett Riddick, a senior fellow at CSET and a former Principal Director for Autonomy in the DOD's Office of the Undersecretary for Research and Engineering, says the signal is important, especially coming from senior officials. 
within industry, we see movement too in response to what industry calls a clear sort of intent, clear demand signal. And having that come from the depth sector sort of really codifies the clarity of that signal. Meanwhile, Major Michael O'Connor from Space Force, who's also a Department of the Air Force fellow at CSET, says the steady demand helps industry and ultimately DOD. In the longer term, past the 24 months, this really helps signal industry. If we're delivering in tranches and you expect every 24 months or so that there be a new, new capability, a new tranche, this helps get at one of the problems that I think Dr. LaPlante uh, at ANS has, has identified, where you have huge waves of demand for demand out of the military for capabilities for either commodities or new systems every time the world gets extra interesting and then you have these peace dividends where industry has to scale back because the DOD is scaling back if you can have this constant demand signal it's much easier to plan for it's much more efficient I think it also helps keep a more healthy industrial base and ultimately, that'll also be useful as a, a replicator uh, or as something we can replicate in the future. And Kirsten, any other thoughts from uh, the panel that you heard from on ideas that uh, could help the department be successful here? Yeah, one of the other things was they were saying it was important to make sure operators will know how to use the drones. And they were kind of saying you can have all the drones and mass that you want, but if you don't know how to use it or use it properly or as intended, it won't be effective. In the near term, right in the next 18 to 24 months, if, you know, 2,000 plus drones show up on the, the Pentagon's doorstep, there's also a need to make sure that the operators who are going to use them are aware of what's coming down the pipe. They know how to fit it into uh, any potential O plans or, you know, they've trained and know how to use it. There's a short term thing that needs to be accomplished as well. The fact that they're going out and talking to the combatant commands is certainly the first step in that right direction. That was Major Michael O'Connor from Space Force, and he is also a Department of the Air Force fellow at CSET. Another thing mentioned during the panel is the importance of the Innovation Steering Group to make sure all stakeholders are involved and have a voice and can help solve problems faster, too. Igor Mikulik Torreira, Director of Analysis at CSET, says the steering group is a key element to this success. There is this pot of money called the Rapid Defense Experimentation Reserve, right? That's several hundred million dollars. Again, back to the steering group can be the one who says, hey, this goes into that pot as a top priority to fund. There you've got another pot of money that's building into how you're going to develop these drones and develop the CONOPS, because the CONOPS has to develop at the same time and evolve. Well, these are several things that you know DOD will need to do in the near future or more long term to ensure the program is successful beyond the two-year time period. All right, Federal News Network's Kirsten Eric, thanks very much. Thanks, Jared. And you can find Kirsten's story online at federalnewsnetwork.com.